Hey everybody! Hey guys! This is Zach. And this is Stuart. And this is a main show episode. Um, mm -hmm. Stuart, what are you, what are you wearing this time? Oh, we're uh, we're still in separate rooms. Just as a sidebar, yeah, we're still in separate rooms because as of this recording, um, we're recording remotely, and so I'm in my bedroom with a mic right next to a window. So if you hear people shouting and music playing and stuff, that's what it is. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I've actually got my window open as well. I'm in my room, but I'm also in a rubber um, dinosaur suit. Oh man. That sounds kind of like hot temperature wise. And I mean, yeah. you know, preference wise too, just yeah, depending depends on, on, on what, you, what you enjoy doing. Um, yeah, but yeah, yeah, I couldn't actually find the original Godzilla suits, but I've, I've got, I've got a dinosaur one. It looks kind of like, yeah. Car. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, the reason for that, uh, we're, we're covering uh, Shin Godzilla or weirdo Turkey gobbler. Um, <laughs> interesting. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't really have another, uh, idea for a, for an alternate title. Mm. So. So there, it is. there we are um but yeah i figure we can uh talk about some of the backstory as as usual mm -hmm. and then um kind of go into discussing our thoughts on the film yeah because this was um one of your picks actually so, yes yeah um i guess just full disclosure this is actually my second godzilla movie that i've seen um oh you've only ever seen this is your second godzilla mm -hmm. yeah the only oh, other wow. godzilla movie i saw was i guess the bad godzilla one that looked more like a dinosaur than anything else came out in um 1999 or 2000 oh that that godzilla yeah 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 yeah, yeah. the uh the tristar godzilla i think i think tristar is the the company that put that one out oh yeah i know that they um, had like a uh, cartoon show at one point in time too yeah the cartoon show was weird for that um I, I remember it kind of sort of taking the characters from the movie and then what they did is they kind of reskinned the um the old old Godzilla anime from from uh not anime kids cartoon show mm -hmm. uh from the seventies. I think that was the introduction of Gadzuki. Oh, I didn't even know. Um but yeah, the uh the the, the ninety nine kids show is really weird like that's not really a kid's movie yeah but because, you know like, i mean I've men seen... in black had their own yeah. animated series as well yeah because <laughs> i've seen the previous like some of the other like clips of godzilla the old godzilla with like um mothra and um mecha godzilla and the moth and the you know uh, king Ghidorah. yeah 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 like i i don't actually remember their names or anything like that but I've seen, yeah <laughs> like the old ones with like the rubber suits and stuff so so yeah this was my second one and um i'll be interested to uh sort of share my thoughts on that okay yeah well um so i guess this one came out in 2016 mm -hmm. um it had a 15 as in one five million dollar budget uh, and that's translated obviously because toho actually put this one out yeah um took a lot of risks with this one they they really did um that 15 million though paid off for them they they made a worldwide quote unquote um box office of just under 78 million mm -hmm. um 
Which doesn't sound like a lot, except that a lot of distributors uh, could only show it so many times based on whatever uh, film reel agreements the, the th- uh, theaters and countries that were not Japan had set up with them. Mm-hmm. So, like, I caught one of these screenings at the plaza, uh, mm-hmm. or no, not the plaza, Midtown Art. Mm-hmm. Um it was one of two showings that they were allowed. Oh, wow. Huh. Um, so, so yeah, no, like, so I, I saw this in theaters and then immediately, as soon as I saw that Funimation was putting out an American release, I was like, I got to grab that up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, so the Rotten Tomatoes on it is 85%. So you actually, if this is only your second Godzilla movie, um, this is, obviously a better one for you to start on yeah um, some of the older ones are they're rough uh, to be honest uh, power rangers idea. is kind of an upgrade <laughs> um this one is the 31st godzilla movie um yeah it's which the, is crazy yeah it's the 29th produced by toho mm-hmm. um and it's the third series of reboots so yeah which is um, nice because like i didn't have to like know much going into it like, I didn't have yeah. to know a lot of, like, Godzilla lore or anything along those lines. Exactly. Like, they, they all kind all all of the, the reboots work really well with that. Like, in the, the Showa area, era, which is um, 54 to 75, mm-hmm. um, Godzilla starts off kind of as a villain. And, he, you know, during that era, he, he definitely had more villainous aspects. Um the Heisei era uh, is 84 to 95. This one, is, he's more of a hero. It's more tokusatsu um, type show where just giant monsters, which are represented by people in rubber suits, battle on a soundstage. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Millennium era uh, is kind of hit or miss. Uh, that's from 99 to 2004. Um, Godzilla Final Wars and Godzilla 2000 both came out during the the millennium era yeah they're not very memorable (laughs) Um, i've seen my fair share of godzilla movies and all i can remember is that i think in final wars there's a scene where that iteration of the toho godzilla like wrestling move style body slams (laughs) the the lizard one from the matthew broderick um version which I mean is pretty funny to watch, um, yeah. but it's definitely more CG. Um, still not great effects. Um, yeah, because like the original or the one that I saw, I guess it wasn't the original, but the two thousand one. I remember there yeah. was a lot of CG in there, and the CG was not that great. Yeah, it doesn't look that good. Yeah, but this is this is great. I, um. I know, like, just the way that Godzilla looks and the way that, like, Godzilla kind of metamorphosizes, like, yeah. kind of starting off as, like, a larvae and everything. Uh, yeah, yeah. Is just really cool. And again, like, the um, director of this, uh, when I was doing research, I didn't even realize this until um, I was doing a little bit of research on this. Oh, you didn't realize who directed it? No. So maybe that's <laughs> another reason why I really enjoy it, because it's um, directed by the same person who um, directed um, Evangelion, which is a fantastic yes. anime that I love. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, Toho actually arranged for Hideaki Anno to direct this in uh, in 2013. And I, technically, I think it's a co-direction, but I want to say that he's more responsible for the way it turned out, because I think he had the majority of the writing hmm. uh, credit as well. Mm-hmm. Um, which originally he apparently turned them down flat uh, because he was exhausted. Uh, he's He's been doing these... Um, rebuilds of evangelion which i have the first three and the fourth one i think is coming out later this year but but he was working on the third one um and you know apparently he kind of idolized the the original godzilla and he did not want to do a bad job on it (laughs) um but uh yeah so in my notes here it says uh yeah so shinji higuchi is the co-director for this um he he's a, a friend of Anos at, at Toho, and he agreed to help him direct it to kind of take off some of the extra stress of of directing a big budget movie like this. Oh yeah, um, I can definitely see like the influences uh, from uh, his directing style. There's a lot oh, yeah. of like interesting shot. The music is fantastic. The music um, it really like portrayed a lot of emotion for me when I was uh, watching it. Oh yeah, it's really, really good. The um, the, which funny enough, you you bring that up. Um, the the person who scored this, Shiro uh, Sagisu, mm-hmm. um, also scored Evangelion. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> he actually used uh, remixes of the De- Decisive Battle, uh, track throughout. Mm. So like, especially the scene where you see all the tanks kind of pivot in unison. Oh yeah. <laughs> Um, in in later on in the movie like that's pretty much shot for shot from evangelion yeah i mean it's very like a lot of times when i was watching this it seemed like a um angel battle like oh yeah yeah ab- absolutely and uh, you know it was really interesting that godzilla had a lot of like i guess different moves than he normally has yes yeah um, um yeah which I mean, a lot of that I think is is you know the original inspiration for this the the first Godzilla obviously was was um, you know Japan being bombed with nuclear weapons, mm-hmm. um, but the uh, the original guy uh, to work on it, which again they they pulled the same sound files uh, for Godzilla's sounds in this, ah. but the uh, the original scoring. Uh, director uh akira ifakube mm-hmm. um he created that godzilla roar and so this is this was the first movie for for them to bring that back to the actual film because i, I think there's always been either remixes on it or they've tried a different sound but um the way you get that sound is just you you coat um uh uh, resin or, or rosin on leather gloves and rub them up and down double bass strings mm, mm. just sliding your hands on it and that that's that's how you get the godzilla scream so this one actually is the original um recorded sound mm-hmm. from the the first godzilla oh cool yeah they wanted to pay pay homage to to the 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 roots of this because it was kind of made for similar or, or draw drew from uh similar inspiration yeah and I think. again you know i haven't seen any of the older ones but i could see yeah. where they drew a lot of inspiration where godzilla seems to be much slower um you know his pace is very 
um, determined. Um, and he yes. moves with, you know, uh, a particular, I guess, purpose and slowness, I guess. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, like he's, it's 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 more a, um, Godzilla in this is more of a force of nature than an actual animal. Um, like it's, it's, it's kind of like a, a rolled up. And again, this is kind of cribbing from, from the notes where, uh, the Fukushima Daiichi, um, nuclear disaster because of the earthquake and tsunami in 2011 happened. Mm -hmm. Um, I, there were several write-ups I saw where Godzilla is described as being like a walking tsunami earthquake and nuclear reactor combined. Hmm. Which is accurate. I mean, like, there's, like, his blood is radioactive. Yeah. Um, they can track where he's going because just he's highly irradiated. Um, he's causing massive amounts of destruction. Yeah. It's messing with the, the infrastructure of the country. Like, it's, it's like what happens when a natural disaster spins violently out of control. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and I say that laughing, but, I mean, you know, it's current situation. She can't help it draw similarities there yeah and i mean there were also like similarities to the um the floods that uh japan experienced uh years ago um and the earthquakes and even the um giant uh nuclear um disaster that they had with one of their power plants and everything exactly yeah yeah i mean even like you know the scene where um the i guess larvae uh godzilla was kind of like i guess slithering through the uh through the like roads and like pushing you know like making that kind of crevice it was very you know similar to like a earthquake type disaster yeah yeah absolutely and and well and and the thing about that iteration of godzilla is that it looks very very strange like i yeah (laughs) i i have to admit when i first saw this in theaters um i didn't know anything going into it other than that um ano was the director Mm -hmm. and so when when godzilla in this movie first emerges it it looks like a like a a turkey you'd get in a grocery store with these big weird fish eyes. Yeah, the unblinking like bug eyes sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's like just propelling itself forward with its back legs. Yeah, like, it, it doesn't can't really control like have where it's arms going or anything. Yeah, yeah. It's just kind of pushing and moving and destroying things. But like when I saw that in theaters, not knowing that he was drawing from the original. um movie where where godzilla is just like the big bad right Mm -hmm. i was like okay so this is the thing that godzilla's gonna fight this should be an easy fight right yeah (laughs) because i'm i'm used more to the uh the the heisei like tokusatsu where he's kind of a hero yeah um but but yeah just just watching the 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 force of nature that you know godzilla is in this movie is very very um it's it's interesting i guess to see how the people react to it because really the 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 whole thrust of this movie is about adaptation and evolution yeah i kind of i guess i got that a little bit i also um saw like the bureaucracy of like you know kind of going through all this red tape and everything like that like having 
one board meeting after another board meeting. Like you finish one board meeting and then you go down, you know, the oh yeah, the, to the, the next board meeting. Oh, it it was amazing watching. Yeah, the like you said, the the um the way that that he kind of treats the the Japanese bureaucracy mm-hmm. that's set up, like they're just completely unable to deal with any of the crises that, that arise. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of, I guess where my, um, not criticism, but it's kind of hard to follow a little bit. And I'm not sure if it's meant to be that way. Um, just because there are so many people that get introduced and there are so many titles and so many um, places that you kind of have to keep track of. Yeah. And it is a little difficult, especially, you know, with the subtitles and everything. Um, you know, it can be a little overwhelming with, like, trying to read everything. Um, I couldn't imagine, like, watching it in theaters. I, you know, recently just watched it on, um, well, on my computer. So I was able to, like pause during some of those um moments when like the screen is 50 percent text it's like you know the japanese text then the translation of that japanese text and you know it's a lot of just like titles and stuff like that um i really do kind of like um i forget his name because it's really hard like you get so many people thrown at you but he's kind of like the main character the main guy um, yeah, the guy that, that actually thinks that it's it is Godzilla and not <laughs> Yeah. I like how he keeps on getting Whatever. more and more titles as he takes on more and more responsibility. Yeah, and that's that's why I think it's it's intended to be satirical. Like because mm-hmm. yeah, and, and part of it, like you said, is the, the translation issue. Like I'm sure someone watching this who is living in Japan would go, Okay, that minister is in charge of this. Yeah, or that's um, a sector in Tokyo or something right. like that. Which you know, I, I was several years ago I was in a um a this is gonna sound really, really nerdy, I guess, but a, oh, no. a panel at a convention focusing on Japanese architecture and city planning. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> um and the guy giving the presentation mentioned that his wife was at, uh, I think she, I think he said Osaka or maybe Kyoto um, in the early nineties when there was a um, pretty, pretty bad earthquake there. Um, and he commented that like the, the whole reason he brought it up is that Japanese uh, government is set up in a way that there are, you know, so many bureaucracies that exist to make sure everything runs efficiently. Yeah. But if there's a disruption to anything, like an earthquake, for his example, um, people have set up other other ways to get around to that. Uh, that that I found interesting. Like he in in his example, he mentioned that um, it's it's one of the reasons why there's such a love hate relationship in society with um yakuza gummies mm-hmm. uh because you know the government is not really respond like they're they're going through the lines of bureaucracy and getting approvals for getting out food and shelter and tents and stuff for the evacuation routes and stuff like that for people yeah whereas at, specifically after this other earthquake um you know 
the Yakuza pretty much run um, uh, street food. Uh, they have a lot of connections with trucking, and so they're the ones bringing in clean water and warm food and tents and stuff to people <laughs> before the government has a chance to get get a hold on it. So, like watching this, it was not surprising at all for me to, I guess, see the satire and what what or see what he was satirizing. Yeah, and um, I mean, and that's kind of you know not again this is all spoilers and stuff like that um at the very end it's kind of like the misfits that kind of get it done it's the people who you know are able to you know they form a group of these just like people that are outside of the bureaucracy who can you know think outside of the box who don't have to really like go through all the red tape and everything along those lines that kind of you know end up winning question mark because the uh, the end of the uh, movie is very ambiguous which again you know not surprising coming from a director uh who directed evangelion but uh yeah because i mean like well and and like i was saying earlier because the movie for in my opinion like the, the the main theme is just adaptation and evolution and you know stuff like that mm-hmm. um or one of, one of the big themes in it um i i will say i do really like how godzilla starts off as this like thing from the sea mm-hmm. and slowly becomes godzilla i love that very very chilling um end moment oh like yeah the, the ending shot of this where that godzilla's is... adapting to things that they're throwing at him, right? Yeah. And then you see a bunch of little, like, skeletal reptiloid people in yeah. the frozen chunks of Godzilla. Like, that's so chilly. Yeah, it's, it is really, uh, really cool. And just that shot is really cool where they're like, yeah, you know, the, the shot like goes up his tail and you see these like frozen sort of creatures crawling on his tail. Um, it yeah. is. <laughs> It's something that is really, really awesome. I mean, it's definitely Anno. Like, like you said, this this seems like an angel fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. Where they're having to like figure out, okay, now how can we just absolutely demolish this thing and not have any more problems with it? Yeah, <laughs> and um, like the fights are super cool too. Like, I know that yeah. some of um the abilities are like new abilities that i've never seen before like when he was shooting his like i guess laser tail at things and like his laser scales um and again like the um the anim not the animation but the um i guess the digital effects are really awesome are really cool yeah they they kind of kept it like like they they updated the way that this movie was um made because you know like like you're saying like you're, you're probably sitting there sweating in your rubber suit mm-hmm. but yeah. <laughs> um, i'm going to take it off they, soon they, they've uh updated it significantly but there's still you can find photos of them making the cg or doing the motion capture for the cg rendering and there's still a guy and he's wearing a rig that looks like godzilla's like back 
and where the very stump of the tail would be. And so they're getting his movements as he's walking around on a green screen set on a soundstage. Hmm. Um, so they're still kind of using a guy in a suit. They're just wrapping CG around it. Yeah, which cool. is really cool that they're they're doing that because you know Godzilla in this moves pretty realistically. Like it, it he moves how I would imagine a hundred story, you know, behemoth from the sea would move. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, like the, this movie is uh you know one of the the highest grossing. Uh, Godzilla movies that were actually produced by uh, I, actually I think it is the highest grossing Toho produced yeah I know Godzilla. that one best picture in uh, Japan actually yeah yeah it um let me flip to my note uh yeah it like you said it won best picture um director of the year won all these awards which yeah a lot of know, technical awards like, too yeah, a lot of technical awards, um, sound scoring, um, digital effects, uh, director of the year, picture of the year, all, all that stuff from um, basically the equivalent of the Japanese Academy Prize. Mm-hmm. Um, so like it's it's a very well done movie technically, and it's very well done um, like from a from a storytelling and and um yeah, just narrative aspect, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, did did you have any other uh, thoughts or observations or anything on it? What what was some some criticism that you had? Um, like I said, some of the uh, criticism that I had was mainly about just some of the pacing and then some of the um, characters. And I know, yeah. you know with Godzilla movies it's not a focus on characterization it's usually a focus on Godzilla himself exactly um but you know it was really hard to kind of like get behind a particular character like i said the only um one character that i could call like the main character was the guy like even the girl who was like I guess supposed to be that inner relationship between Japan and the U.S. Um, yeah, she's the the daughter of. It's been a while since I've seen this. She's she's the half Japanese daughter of a U.S. senator, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. And like their big thing is like, oh, you have to be the president before you're forty or something along those lines, and it just it doesn't seem realistic. And you know, there was yeah, um, and like. I think she did a great performance and stuff like that, but like it was just hard to like believe her character. Um, Yeah. I mean, and then again, like I might just be kind of griping at nothing, but no, because I had that noted down too. I, um, my, my, really, my, my only criticism with, with how this movie plays out is that. And I understand they have to do it for time reasons, maybe, or to get a, a broad idea across very quickly. Um, but like you said, a lot of the characters do overly act like anime characters. Yeah. Would be my the best way I could describe it. Like, I could definitely see an anime version of this movie shot for shot and, and it not being as weird mm-hmm. because it's anime versus 
a live action movie. And so in a live action movie to me, it stood out and it was just kind of like jarring, I guess. Um, so I, I I definitely get that. And that's that's one of my big criticisms. Yeah, and there's a lot of like boardroom meetings and stuff like that where, you know, I kind of wanted to see the action of Godzilla because those scenes were just so all expired, uh, inspiring, like so like grandiose. You know, you would see that particular scene, and then you would get a boardroom meeting, and you're just like, okay can can we go back to the other scene um (laughs) yeah they don't focus on the destruction nearly as much and again it's because i think they're shifting from from they were doing a pivot from it being a tokusatsu movie Mm -hmm. to a kaiju movie and so yeah like a lot of the focus is on like the people's reaction to this big giant thing as opposed to the the big giant thing fighting other th- things yeah yeah and you know it was kind of interesting to sort of see the um the spin of like a modern godzilla where you know people are like on twitter and things like that so yeah how do you re- you how would you refute some of the footage that yeah that, <laughs> that they show have. happening on twitter yeah it's like well shit i glad i guess i'm glad it's not in my city like i don't know what yeah. <laughs> i feel about that footage mm-hmm. um <laughs> exactly but um all in all i did enjoy it as like a movie um i really you know enjoyed it and it was nice kind of watching it on my computer because there were moments where i could stop it and like reread some of the right. things that i missed I think it would be a little bit more difficult to watch it like in theaters and stuff just because there is a lot happening on those like rushed moments. And I think, you know, maybe that's how you're supposed to feel. Like, you know, this is a very harried and and like come on, hurry up, hurry up. Hurry yeah. Up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it definitely gives you that kind of feeling. But, you know, like just some of the fights with Godzilla and just like his breath um just like the design of godzilla is really cool like it was really cool to sort of see him as that grown-up adolescence godzilla with like those little tiny arms like the weird jagged teeth his still beady eyes and everything yeah like well and and that's one of the things i like about the way they they did godzilla in this is that he never looks complete if that makes sense mm-hmm. like even the 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 gigantic version of him that's like the most recognizable as godzilla like there are sections where it's like okay you can kind of see his heart beating yeah and he like <laughs> kind of skin <laughs> like yeah he's just got this trail of blood and and the gills just pump out blood yeah <laughs> when the the larva and um I mean, I guess it does kind of give you that sense that he is a radioactive monster. Like, yeah. there is no sort of, oh, he's, you know, going to be on, like, our side, or he's an A-OK kind of guy. Um, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, you really do have this sort of sense of, like, no, this guy is, or whatever it is, this thing is a monster. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I really enjoyed it in that sort of, like, sense that it 
just like the grandioseness of Godzilla. Um, like I said, his breath was when he first did his like kind of breath weapon, like where he opened up his mouth and kind of was like a predator's mouth where he was just shooting, you know, his breath into the uh, ground and everything like that. Yeah. That yeah. Was, well, and it's like opening his mouth way too far. Like there like are a snake, lot of little yeah. touches. Yeah. Where it's, it's, um, where they've put in and it's like, Oh God, that's just, that's not right. Like I feel uncomfortable looking at it. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> yeah, it, just little tweaks they did when they were designing the character, just really good. Yeah. And you know, you can definitely see the influence that uh, the director had and everything along those lines. And then like the themes of like natural disasters that Japan has sort of had to endure yeah. as well oh, yeah. as like, you know, um, just having that relationship with the United States as well, because, you know, the final, like, I guess, kind of act, I or the third act, if you would like to call it, um, you know, the United States was going to drop an atomic bomb on, um, on Tokyo, just to like, finish it off and everything like that. Which they weren't even 100% sure that would work. Yeah, yeah. Um, So, you know, it kind of harks back to that moment, you know, where they are going to have to, like, endure this again through the United States and everything like that. So, so, yeah. Yeah, it's like great do you we're, you're going to be the guy in charge of the country having for the third time nuclear weapons dropped on yeah <laughs> yeah but yeah so all in total like i i really enjoyed the movie i did good good yeah me me too i mean obviously i picked it uh, for a reason <laughs> um I, I think it's a, a really good um version of a godzilla movie it's definitely I, th- I think that Hideaki Anno has no worries in messing up the legacy of Godzilla. Um, it's, it's not, and see, this is, this is where it's difficult. I, I, I wouldn't want to compare the two. The original is good for different reasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, like you've seen Godzilla. Very... Um, I assume you've seen the majority of the Godzilla movies and stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. This is a very unique, different sort of Godzilla. Did you feel like it damaged or hurt the franchise in any sort no. of way? Or? No, 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 not, not at all. It's, it's um, the closest, like I, I would put it up there. It's, it's probably the, the, a close, close second to the original Gojira. Mm-hmm um you know all the others like they're all fun popcorn movies or whatever but like this one you know was making a statement just like the original um it it definitely lives up to the the legacy yeah Um, and definitely surpasses the legacy that's put forth by a lot of the the other movies that have come out in between (laughs) okay yeah because again not having that much experience with uh godzilla like I wasn't sure sort of you being a a purist that it might have like, I don't know, not offended you, but like you could have. No, no, this is, this is, uh, it's, it's good. It's, it's definitely not a, 
uh, tokusatsu film, but like, you know, I'm, I'm sure that there are some Godzilla fans that prefer that style where it's more like power rangery. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I like so many different types of media that I'm, I'm not really like tied to Godzilla can only be this one thing and this thing only. Yeah. Um, I, I do really, really like this movie. It's, it's like I said, the, probably the closest second that we'll ever see. <laughs> mm-hmm the very original so if you're interested in this this type of movie um i do, i would highly recommend watching the original gojira um if you need to use dubs the the criterion collection actually put out a remastering of it oh. and um you know the the you know there are people that are diehards for like subs over dubs or whatever but but the the english dub track on it is because i watch subtitles with everything it's uh, remarkably close to the subtitles so oh, okay. um so you could definitely watch the the criterion version of gojira and not have any like fear for missing out on something that they're explaining in the story oh. hmm. um i would definitely watch it over the american version because what they did with the american version of it quote unquote is they cut in an american actor who I think is a reporter and he's just like shouting lines of it, but like it, it has no bearing on the actual story. It was just put in there for Americans to like, watch us watch this weird Japanese movie. Mm. <laughs> and so I kind of, it, it loses a lot of the punch yeah, um, that the original has, but yeah, I, I do highly recommend seeing that as well. But um, this one definitely gets two thumbs up for me. Yeah. This one definitely um, is, a recommendation um yeah i really enjoyed it um i would i guess recommend it mainly on like video if you're watching it like through your computer or something along those lines just because it will be a little bit easier to pause it and sort of yeah. read the text that it throws at you and even the text like the text was very Godzilla-esque too. It was that like plain white kind of Yeah, just a stark white on a on whatever the background. Yeah, and it you know, it was a little stylized, but not like heavily stylized or anything like that. Yeah. Um but yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Well good. Good. I'm glad that I could have uh I write that I, I brought something that we we both end up liking. <laughs> yeah, no. Um and yeah, I don't know why you would think it would be a bit of a downer. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, there's just I know... a lot of death and destruction. Um, yeah, in in it, um, and it's got a very, it's got a heavy theme. It's definitely got a heavy theme. It's, I, I guess, I didn't mean downer so much as uh, a heavy movie. Mm-hmm. Like, there, it's it's definitely got a heavy theme to it. Um, but plus, doesn't most Godzilla movies like I mean barring uh, the one really. that I saw in 2000 which it was more of an action movie than a um, a movie that gets you thinking because like this movie does get you thinking it gets you thinking about like how the government reacts to like natural disasters and things along those lines it gets you in like thinking about like how people kind of like 
you know, react with other people during these times. So, right. Yeah. Which... Yeah. I mean, the, the ending that I'm also reading in there, um, especially with the closest thing that will be the main character to this, like, as he's looking out on this frozen Godzilla statue. Yeah. Which is, is kind that, of, like, I thought was a good idea, like to like give him that freezing substance in his mouth and everything like that. Yeah. 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 I, I, the, um, yeah, the, the, the takeaway to me is, is, you know, as he's staring at this in a very melancholy way, mm-hmm. it's like, whoo, I'm glad that worked. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I guess it's a downer because it's like, okay, so, you know, if the slightest thing fails, like, you're, you're fucked. Yeah, like, and you're, it's you're still a constant fucked. reminder of, like, it's there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they've they've got this giant memorial to the day that the thing came from the ocean and destroyed our country yeah it was interesting um, too like godzilla was more on a world stage than just like you know solely in japan. in japan yeah like you know they were thinking about other um like aspects and things that were going to be affected and everything yeah yeah I mean, and also this is the uh, one of the Godzilla movies that my wife did not fall asleep in the theater for. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, it. I mean, it is like two hours, so. Yeah, it it is a a little bit long. I was mainly you know poking fun at at the um, uh, what was the name? King of the Monsters that that just came out recently. It's the American one. Oh. I thought it was fine. She she fell asleep in the theater. <laughs> because it was boring it has weaknesses i will admit like it's not a great version of a godzilla movie is that there's, the one there's that had, um that one girl's in from stranger things uh yes yeah she is in it mm-hmm. yeah i have not seen that yeah i mean That's it's more of like godzilla as like a friend than an actual disaster right exactly yeah that that one uh, more falls in line with with like the heisei era um godzilla's our friend he's going to help us fight these <laughs> other monsters yeah like they they tried to do too much with it and i i don't think they had a, the the best b- budget for it if mm. that makes sense like there's a lot of like not cats level inconsistencies with cg but but there's a lot where it's like you can tell how on you know like old like playstation games where they like silent hill for instance they just put a bunch of fog up because Mm -hmm. there were technical limitations yeah and it's like well we can't show you all of this so we'll just throw some fog in that yeah um you could kind of see in this in the the king of the monsters where they were just like well the focus of the the on the screen is here so we're just going to make this a black landscape (laughs) okay And it's like, okay, you're just, you're in the middle of the city, but there's no buildings there. Okay, cool. Cool, I guess. Yeah, if you need to keep your budget trim, I guess that's one way to do it. Yeah, I mean, and this movie, like, you know, just, I guess, the, I guess, setting, or not setting, but, like, the landscape was really great. Like, you know, you could tell that it was models and everything, but it was still really cool yeah well i mean like this movie had a the equivalent of a 15 million dollar budget which Mm -hmm. 
um i like i'm not familiar with what standard movies cost in japan but like that's that's a pretty low budget um especially like if you were making a movie in america Mm -hmm. um i'm i am amazed at how well this movie looks and plays out and granted you know part of that is that like you said they cut away from godzilla right right when things start getting picked up so you only see snippets here and there Mm -hmm. definitely more than the the american version and that came out in 2014 but i think that was one way of them keeping the budget down to a workable amount yeah i mean because because the rest of it just looks so damn good yeah i mean godzilla godzilla looked really good like i know he probably didn't look like his normal godzilla but like yeah he looked like a monster like even yeah. in his, you know, his first form and his final form and everything like that, just like the weird larvae thing that's crawling through the streets and everything with those like unblinking fish eyes. It's just, it's, you know, that's a monster. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's definitely a monster force of nature. It's it's this thing. It is, it is alien to us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. But yeah, I guess with that, did you want to transition into me, me, me? Sure. Okay, cool. Uh, did you want to go first or did you want me to? Uh, you can go. Okay. So um, I've got five uh, kind of quick things uh, mm-hmm. in here that because they're mainly recommendations because I don't want to do spoilers or anything. Yeah. Um, but with, uh, so w- one of the things I did is I, for a while now, have, have had uh, the first couple of volumes of Mouse Guard on mm-hmm. my shelf Mm -hmm. and i'm like well let me cut through this um i have uh forget the full name it's it's the fall and winter volume it's the first two volumes um it's not legends of of the guard or anything like that it's just the first first two things that dave peterson put out um they are gorgeous like i've i've looked around online and there's some complaints with how long it takes him to put those out but when you consider that he's the one illustrating, inking, coloring, and writing everything and yeah. storyboarding everything, like it's it's worth it. Like those those books are gorgeous. Um, it's a shame that when Disney bought Fox, it was like one of the first movies that they killed because um, they they were making a movie of, of uh, one of them. Um, yeah, you can actually see there's like a like a ten minute screener that was like test footage that they had put together and it looks gorgeous um and it looks very in line with with the way the comic is presented but uh, basically the 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 comics are, are kind of kind of like Redwall, if you remember those yeah uh, books. but um the thing with mouse guard is that you know it, it follows around uh mice that are part of the guard and they do things like check in on merchants that haven't shown up in a while um run mail from colony to colony mm-hmm. um and it just it kind of follows them in their their daily life and they stumble into these these conspiracies at times yeah. um but yeah no I, it's it's uh easy for me to see why it would be such a rich world for them to make a role-playing game into which i also highly recommend anything by burning wheel yeah (laughs) Um, 
They currently have a Kickstarter for Torchbearer. Oh, um, okay. But I, I don't know if it'll still be running by the time this goes out. Oh. But um, it's, it's it just launched a second um, second guess, edition. Yeah. Okay. Huh. Yeah, but they um the yeah, Mouse Guard also I think has two editions, but they've they um put out this really really tight version of of the game. Like basically the way I would describe it is it's it's the perfect entry point mm-hmm. for Burning Wheel. Like it's it's got the least amount of complexity and rule in yeah. it. Torchbearer is something you could move on to from there and then Burning Wheel obviously is the big yeah, big final ball in the dungeon. Um, that yeah, you that's their, their flagship and everything. Yeah, um, but yeah, no, it's it's a really good comic series. Um, I know there's, I want to say there's like four, maybe four other volumes that I don't have, but um, you know, I, I definitely plan on picking those up next time I can make it out to a comic shop mm-hmm. uh, once everything opens back up. Yeah. Um, all right well and it's safe to go to like i'm not going to risk people's lives for comic books yeah um uh, but i but i know i picked up the other two like i don't like making a big to-do for my birthday so typically you know my wife and i will go out to lunch and then she will ferry me around from record shop to comic shop Mm -hmm. Um, so i just like hoard things like a little dragon and then have dinner and that, that that's about it um and I, I know I've picked these up before, either at like Titan or Doctor Knows, um, and I've finally had a chance to to get around to them and read them. Nice. So I recommend uh, Dave Peterson's Mouse Guard and also Burning Wheels' version of the Mouse Guard game. Yeah. Um. Well, I've only got two things, but uh, oh, okay. my first thing is um, the new Magic set came out um physical or so no not physical just because of everything that's happening um they did a digital release um okay so it's been released on magic online as well as magic arena and uh the game or well it's called um like aquaria yeah i believe it's called aquaria but it's interesting because there, I guess the hook of it is it's like these giant beasts. Um, it's like, because with magic, you go to different planes and you visit different things and stuff like that. And this is the plane with like a bunch of beasts and whatnot. And I guess um, Wizards of the Coast did a cross like thing with whoever owns Godzilla and a lot of these cards are um have alternate arts of like Godzilla creatures on it wait what are you shitting me this lined up so well I know that's that's why I wanted to do this one um so yeah there are actual like cards with Godzilla creatures on it where there are um you know, it has Godzilla, it has Mothra, it has um, Mecha Godzilla. It's got all sorts of different, like, actual creatures and everything like that from um, Godzilla's lore. That is insane. Yeah. I'm, I'm look- if you can hear me typing, I'm looking it up right now. Yeah, yeah, look it up. Um, um, there are, like, magic or 
people over at Wizards of the Coast have done, you know, like specialty sort of sets before where um, I know they did sort of like a cross thing with uh, My Little Pony where they put out some like My Little Pony cards. Um, They're not legal or anything along those lines, but these ones are. So it's on the first release and everything like that. You can get these alternate arts um, cards that have like um, Godzilla creatures on it. Oh my God. I have it up right now. Are you seeing some of them? Yeah. So do you mind if I read through this card? Yeah, sure. So it's uh, Godzilla Primeval Champion. Mm -hmm. It's seven uh, blank mana uh, and then two green. Um, He's a dinosaur beast with trample cycling, which I don't know what that means. So you can Uh, pay the cycling card and discard it to draw a card. So you cycle. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. So this says when you cycle uh, type, titanoth rex which i assume that that's the the alternate like in play version of this card yeah so they uh, all have a trample counter mm-hmm. uh on target creature you control and it's an 11 11 creature yeah that is insane yeah so um it's really cool and like they're only doing these alternate arts um for the first print run so and again like they're not printing out anything until everything's all said and done, but they've already released some of these cards online. I've been playing with some of them and it's been a lot of like fun. And you can also get the alternate arts online as well. So I've collected a couple of those, but, but yeah, it's, it's a really interesting set. Um, They have a new mechanic called um, mutate where you can actually like combine two cards to get like all the abilities of a particular card. Yeah. Um, it can get a little um, confusing. Uh, I could imagine like being in paper, it like being a l- very confusing because you have to like put cards on top of cards. But yeah. nonetheless, it's it's been a lot of fun just like kind of playing the set and it was really nice of, I guess, Wizards to kind of release this set um, on uh, digitally just because, you know, they don't want people going to their local game stores and playing with other people because that would be irresponsible. So yeah. they've, you know, decided to do a lot of like their big thing is magic or um, Friday night magic where people can go and, you know, play uh, magic on friday night but now they've extended that to their online service and everything so so yeah so it's been it's been a lot of fun i've been doing a lot of drafts um it's a very interesting and somewhat complicated set which is always fun sort of like learning the ins and outs of those particular sets but yeah, yeah I no, would... this this looks really, really cool. And, well, and I'm looking now because I was like, okay, the Godzilla <laughs> collector in me wants these cards. Yeah. Um, what just one of these is a hundred dollars. Uh most of them average out at about forty. Uh, yeah, 50. so I think it's <laughs> a high price right now because they're not doing um you know, it's all kind of digital right now. Right, right, right. right. Yeah, so people who've probably gone these cards are, you know, gone them in advance and stuff like that. So that's probably yeah. the high price point. I feel like 
you know, give a couple, well, I don't know, <laughs> end date, uh, but, you know, give some time, the, uh, the price will definitely go down. Oh man, this is this is it, isn't it? This is the thing that will pull this. me back into magic. This <laughs> this right here, magic. you have shown me the thing that will pull me back into magic. Um, oh, it comes out May fifteenth, twenty twenty. Oh man, it comes out so close to my birthday. Yeah, <laughs> it makes me want to drop, you know, Stay money on, on a booster. Stay strong. That's all I can I don't say. Know. I mean. We're in quarantine. I could always do it through Amazon and then just play with my wife and be like, I'm going to take Godzilla and smash you. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, it's, again, it's been so much fun. It's, um, it's been uh, definitely a relief throughout this whole, like, crazy time and whatnot. But um, yeah. I would definitely recommend, like, if this is something that you... If you enjoy Godzilla, definitely take a look at the cards. Sort of lo- what Zach did right now. Um, yeah, they've got <laughs> they're pretty fantastic yeah, looking. And, Just and, even the regular non-Godzilla art. Like I love kaiju stuff, mm-hmm. and the the regular standard card art really speaks to the the child in me and makes me go, "Ooh, I want to play this." <laughs> yeah, I mean, and you're kind of like looking at it right now, and there's a lot, aren't there? Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, there are quite a few cards. There's, there's Space Godzilla, Biolante, there's mm-hmm. Mecha Godzilla. <laughs> yeah, and again, like I don't know some of these, but you know, um, I'm always super happy to play with them. I'm like, oh, okay, I kind of recognize that Godzilla monster. Like, I don't know what the <laughs> turtle guy is, but like, I know that's a turtle guy from Godzilla movie. Yeah, well, so there is also a turtle kaiju movie called Gamera, which will send me down a tangent that we probably, no one really cares about but me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, thanks for sharing that. That's, um, yeah. well, and with Wizards doing that, I wonder if, so, obviously they put out the Guildmaster's Guide to Ravnica. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so and they've been then doing... they're putting out Myth, myth mystic or mythic heroes of theros which is more greek themed and then they have a bunch of free versions adapting the different planes uh, mm-hmm. of magic into D fifth edition rules i want to know if they're going to do an ikoria set because i can guarantee you that's where i'm running all of my D games right now <laughs> <laughs> is ikoria <laughs> I, I don't know maybe um <laughs> i know that uh yeah, that this has been a lot of like fun just playing it and everything like that. And if it gets kind of the response that I feel like it deserves, maybe it will. But yeah, yeah, that's uh, I've been again just playing a lot of um, magic online. Okay, cool. Yeah, I am. Um, I keep looking. Does. <laughs> Does uh, Magic the Gather does Arena have a Mac client yet? I think so. I think we talked about that one time when we were uh... okay. Because yeah, I know for a while they did not. And yeah. see now, I I want to you know get my you know start funneling money back to Wizards. I guess. <laughs> um, 
but be uh, yeah, okay. Be careful. Yeah, I know. I know. My wife will murder me if I actually do that. That yeah. I I will not. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, okay. Well, so um, what was was that it? Was that the 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 length of what you wanted to talk about for for magic for magic yeah okay it's gotcha <laughs> okay so um yeah i i watched uh an american werewolf in london uh recent or rewatched it i should say mm-hmm. um it's one of those horror staples that i really really love it, john landis does uh, like so john landis is a kind of a, a problematic guy mm-hmm. right like he i think is probably best known for either directing this or national lampoon's animal house mm-hmm. depending on where whether you're coming at him from horror or comedy um he hasn't directed a movie in a very long time and i think a lot of it has to do with him making the twilight zone movie because his segment um killed like four or five people like in real life um there was there was a helicopter accident uh that happened um where two i think two maybe three child actors uh were unfortunately killed um wow i didn't know he was shooting with them after hours and he was shooting that with them past what the union guidelines were doing so like he was definitely at fault Mm -hmm. um or i would argue he would be at fault (laughs) and responsible so he has not made a movie in a long time um that being said, uh, American Werewolf in London came out before all of that. Yeah. Um, it is a very well-written movie. It's surprising how much of a European film it feels like. Like, it, it feels like it would fit in with, with some of the, like, gothic hammer horror movies mm-hmm. um, that, that would have been coming out, you know, late 60s, early 70s um obviously it's it's the first horror movie to win an academy award for the um rick baker special effects you actually see the transformation on screen and it's really gross um and yeah no they they just there's a lot of technical aspects of the the movie that are very good um it's well paced i always forget how quickly it moves um but if if people have not seen that um i i would recommend seeing that because it's it's kind of one of the seminal high points of of like 80s horror um that's that's out there so if you like monster movies if you like werewolf movies if you like good special effects um and they're they're all practical effects obviously because this movie came out i think in 80 or 81 mm-hmm. um i do highly recommend it oh okay Uh, but yeah, I, I don't want to, I mean, it's, it's so old that it's like, I could give spoilers to it, but other than just a recommendation for this, yeah, um, is, is, uh, probably overkill and would actually push people away so, from it. So, um, <laughs> yeah. I'll just leave it with, it's a, I highly recommend that movie and it's, it's very well written and very well executed. Okay, cool. Um, my, I guess, sort of last thing is, um, I've been actually watching, so, a new stream, it's called, um, well, 
a new game being streamed by a lot of people. It's actually the um, number one uh, game on Twitch right now. Um, it's in closed beta, and unfortunately, I do not have a beta code, so I haven't personally played it or anything. But it's called Valiant, which is um, it's an interesting oh, Valorant. Yeah, Valorant. Yeah, yeah. Uh, have you heard about it? Uh, I have. Oh, okay. Um, that's I guess that's how popular it is. Um, but have you? seen any of the gameplay or um i i have uh i've heard some troubling things about it but but um yeah i mean it it, it looks very fun i i've uh I, I don't know if you still listen to castle super beast or not i do not oh okay so one of the things that they mention is that part of their anti-cheat software in valorant requires you to give root oh yeah kernel to access kernel to your access. computer mm -hmm. um to this company yeah but which is majority owned by the chinese government um i don't know if it's actually owned by the chinese government well tencent but i mean tencent is i don't think tencent did, it, did they publish Valorant? Well, they own Riot. Oh, uh, okay. Um, I think. Yeah, I saw that. And then I also saw they had, like, a, a post basically saying, like, they were going to give, I think, 10, no, not 10, $100,000 for anyone who could find out if they're, I guess, that particular code, like, got in and took any information or anything along those lines. Hmm. Yeah, just in, the, like, the sake of, like, hey, we're not, you know, we're not doing anything wrong or anything along those lines. But, again, like, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> maybe it is. But I've been watching it, and it looks interesting. It definitely has that, like, um, mixture of... Um, uh cogs and overwatch where you have to like plant a bomb and everything along those lines as yeah. well as uh you have like powers and whatnot um it looks interesting it definitely looks fun um and it's you know i think i would probably play it if i got a um a uh code uh beta code yeah but again like yeah it is interesting that they do want like access to that like deep layer of your your particular computer and everything but yeah from what i mean heard it's not malicious in any sort of way but you know yeah i mean i'm i'm just i'm always well, first off, I, I don't do a whole lot of computer gaming anyway. Like, I, I mainly stick to console. But mm -hmm. two, I, 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 that, that's a level of access to my computer that I would, I would feel uncomfortable giving that level of access to a company, mm -hmm. especially a company majority owned by 
a foreign government. Like, I mean, I'm not doing anything bad on my computer, but like that, just that level of access, I think is, is scary. Would make me nervous. Yeah. Yeah. Personally. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm not a hundred percent sure what I would do in that situation. If I got a code or not. Um, but I've been mainly just watching it. So, um, it, the gameplay seems fun. Yeah, I mean it. Well, and it's it's also good to see <clears throat> Riot put out a different type of game mm-hmm. too. Um, just I mean, like League of Legend. Like I, I never really got into MOBAs. Uh, I think Heroes of the Storm I played for a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, again, that's Blizzard, not not Riot. But yeah, uh, yeah like it's good to see them kind of. I don't know, stretch out and go, okay, we've, we've kind of, we know how to monetize this one type of game. Let's see what other things we can do. Yeah. Um, do you know if it takes place in the same world as, um, uh, League of Legends? No, I think it's different characters and stuff like that. I believe. Okay. Not a hundred percent positive, but. Gotcha. But yeah, I think it is, you know sort of in that like same world aspect but right i'm not 100 percent sure so don't quote me on that <laughs> okay yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay uh well anything else about valorant um no it just seems interesting and okay yeah again like i know with the whole controversy and stuff like that i'm not exactly sure what i would do but yeah but yeah yeah. Yeah. Well, I and also sorry, I, I didn't mean to to hijack you. No, no. I mean it. It is a you know it is a thing that yeah. you know they. It is another foreign government, and they do, you know, want access to something that's really deep into your files. That usually it's just administrative access. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, I guess the, uh, the last couple of things that I've done is I finished out a TV show called happy that is on Netflix. Hmm. Um, it's an adaptation of a, uh, graphic novel series called, called happy as well. Um, happy is the name of a floating blue unicorn that is an imaginary friend, uh, to the main character. Oh yeah. Um, I think I've, seen the first season of it yeah it's it's pretty dark and twisted um mm-hmm. yeah well i mean not the first season the first episode uh oh gotcha yeah i didn't go through the entire season yeah i mean these are these are sci-fi um like i, I yeah i think sci-fi puts it out or put it out because they they've only um got two seasons on it um yeah, the the first season is kind of dark. The second season is extremely dark and twisted. Um, so know that going in, it's there's a lot of dark comedy in it. Um, there's a lot of gross stuff in it too. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, it's it scratches the weird uh, things that that I I think are funny at least. Um, in a certain way so i do recommend people watch it uh, also Patton oswalt is hilarious voicing this imaginary character no oh. but uh yeah so i recommend that 
Um, and I also played through a couple of PS4 games um, that I had just kicking around. Um, both of them were Telltale games. Uh, it was uh, Wolf Among Us and Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, Wolf Among Us is very good. Um, I'm hoping that the rumors are true and that a second season will come out of it. Um, isn't, because it really... isn't that um, studio closed? Yeah, so they closed um, and then a... I think Skybound took over certain properties that they had access to. Hmm. Um, because they put out the final Walking Dead season as Skybound Entertainment. Um, and I, I believe Skybound also bought the rights to Wolf Among Us. Okay. Um, which acts as a, a prequel to Fables, which you know is a comic line that I really, really like. But uh, but Wolf Among Us is interesting. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy is interesting. They they don't really pull from the Marvel Cinematic Universe with that one. Um, it I've got my standard complaints with it, uh, or not complaints, criticisms, I guess, of your choices just ending up looking like a diamond rather yeah. than a Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's that's about it on that front. Um, have you played either one of those? No, uh, the only Telltale game I've played is the Borderlands game. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, uh, I'm not a big fan of those particular games, again, because of the whole diamond thing, where really it just kind of deviates into one final decision, and there's usually just like two endings. Yeah, exactly. Um, I like the only one that they did where there's actually any variance in it um, is the the Game of Thrones one. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, I mean, you have to be invested in the Game of Thrones to really give a shit about your decision <laughs> and how it affects the ending. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like they're a very niche game. Um, to be honest, I probably play them just to boost my trophy count on PS4 because... <laughs> um that's a thing that happens with it every time you beat a chapter you get a trophy mm-hmm. um so that's just a way to to kind of you know inflate that count too if that's something you care about yeah <laughs> but um yeah so that's it um for this episode um i think unless you had any other final nope nope it's pretty much okay. it for me Gotcha. So um, we uh, have a current book club book of The Last Unicorn. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, which we'll probably talk about that in a couple weeks or so. Um, and then next main episode will be Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. So okay. we'll be talking about that and we'll see you guys in a couple of weeks. Stay safe, stay inside, and stay yeah. golden. See you guys later. Bye.